0: 927 will be our song of encouragement in just a moment. <clears throat> Growing up a child in north of Detroit and Warren in the 70s and 80s, a lot of my friends there at the church that we attended collected baseball cards. So that was one of my passions. I, I, collected, uh, I collected baseball cards. I, I couldn't wait till Saturday, because if you can believe it, at like 10, 11, I think, Mom, 10, 11, 12, I don't know if she let me at 9 or not, I would hop on my bicycle and ride for blocks, maybe even miles, crossing main intersections and all sorts north of Detroit to go to a baseball card store and see what was new. On Saturday, she also took me into the mall. And in the mall, a lot of times they had these baseball card kind of shows and they had them all in the center of the mall and they set everything up and she would be like, okay, I'm going to go for an hour and shop. I'll meet you back at so-and-so place. So there I was going from place to place to place to place looking at baseball cards, right? There was this thing called Beckett Magazine. And Beckett Magazine showed all the prices of all the cards and I couldn't wait for it to come out. It came out monthly. And the first thing I would do when I got a Beckett Was turn it to the back. Because that was where 1952 was. 1952, Mickey Mantle tops rookie card. All right, if you were ever a baseball collector, you know what I'm talking about. All right, back then it was thousands of dollars, even in the 70s and 80s. I was like, oh. We talked about covetousness earlier, right? The desire to want, right? Uh huh. I wanted the 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie card. Last time I checked, it was like $52,000 or or maybe even more, but it was very rare. Part of the reason why, because I heard multiple stories of, you know, back then in the day when we bought a pack of baseball cards, we got the bubble gum out and we threw the cards away. Or we took the card and we stuck it in the spokes of our bicycle so when we pedaled it made that sound over and over and over as they went. I was like, oh. And Dad talked about taking my my brothers and going to the the uh, Tiger Stadium and said they would get packs of cards. And I'm wondering how many that they threw away even back then. When you have a card like that, you put it in a... Something that's very, very strong. I've got this card here. I don't know the last time it's had air. Okay, it has screws holding in this card together. Okay, and I've taken all the other screws out, so I only had to do one today, or one when I got here. When you have something this fragile, right, you want to hold it if it'll come out of there. With delicacy, correct? All right, Lily. All right now look, make sure. What hold okay, easy. They have a thing that grades cards. You actually send it in a case like this and you mail it off. And the top collectors and they and they take out the white gloves and they and they hold this card, and they take the magnifying glass and they look to make sure that there's no watermarks, that the oils, Lily, from your fingers are not touching the card in there. And a lot of times what will happen, the corners are so fragile that if you bend or you drop that card and it just just barely, that the value of that card just diminishes. What would you do with something that precious, Right? What would you do with something that valuable? <laughs> mm. If you had something that was that valuable, and you're able to put it in this, maybe even build something that if it was large enough to hold it in there to protect, to, what would it be? You know, that question was asked. Matthew 16, 26, right? For what profit? is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, right? What's the most valuable thing that you have? I could gain the whole world, but what does it matter if I lose my soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? (laughs) I had a question about it, so I looked it up. Google told me that my soul is worth somewhere between 580,000 and 8 million dollars. So what Google said, now I'm hoping I'm up there closer to the $8 million mark than I am the $500,000, right? Hmm, would I have traded my soul for a 52 Mickey Mantle? Is it that important to you? This past um, few Tuesdays, we've been traveling over to Dayton, and they've actually been doing their summer series. Okay, they uh, they do it on Wednesday nights, and the kids go into classes, and they've had different speakers each each evening on Wednesdays, and they've been talking about the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Yeah, you're singing the song. Gentleness, self-control. Right. Step out in Google. Oh. All right, that how we remember verses. Mm-hmm. Sing them a lot. And this past week was about gentleness. When you have something that precious, gentleness, right? Kindness, goodness, love. Not this Monday, but next Monday, I will be entrusted with some of the most precious things that we have. I'll have kids. Some of them being four and five year olds. I will be meeting my new kindergartners for the first time. And you could imagine if I didn't do that with gentleness and with kindness and with love, how that would be because they are scared to death, a lot of them, at that time coming in there. One of them went home and said, yeah, the day went well until my teacher put me with this strange man. (laughs) I was the strange man that they put me with. I hope you're treating my card with gentleness and kindness. And w- you take it back. <laughs> you're de- you want nothing to do with that, do you? Hold on real easy. They're actually over there going, Willie, that is not a baseball card. Why did you hand Lily a football card? <laughs> <laughs> I did because, of course, I don't have a 1952 Mickey Mantle rookie card. But I gave something that's actually more important to me, to Lily, than a $52,000 baseball card. I gave my, my favorite card. It's a 1989 Barry Sanders rookie. Worth about 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if Lily messed it up, oh well, right? When you think about telling someone about Jesus, I hope, I wa- well, I want you to envision this. When you're telling somebody in your family, maybe your friends, your loved ones, I want you to pretend that you're holding their soul in the palm of your hand. Now, I know that's you know, it's not possible, right? And I hope that you're doing that with gentleness and kindness and with love, because that is the most precious thing that anybody can have, is that soul. And there's times that we have effect on people, that we're talking to them about it. How do you want to be talked about about your soul? You have opportunities to tell someone about their most precious thing that they have tonight, if your soul is not right, you have opportunity to, to get it right. You have opportunities for men here to, that are willing to take you into the water of baptism, touching the blood of Christ, having a remission of your sins. Or, if you've already done that, and there's sin in your life, and you need the prayers of the congregation, you have that Chance now if you'll come forward as we stand and sing.